So let us welcome the Superman himself. Kerbis, how are you doing today? Hi, Susanna. I'm actually doing really well this morning. Um, it's nice and chilly where I am at the moment. I'm in Limpopo on a game farm with the family. So I had at least the opportunity this morning to go walk around in the bush. Um, yeah, I think after last night's, last night's news is that we have a lot of things to talk about and uh, either to look forward to or it's going to either take over or it's going to something be, it's going to be our mountain in a sense that we have to climb. Well, if there's anybody who can assist us in getting the right mindset to climb a mountain, it is Corvus. Um, so I want to just contextualize. I know a lot of people um, know who Krobus is, um, but a lot of people have not met Krobus yet. And, um, and so I'm going to give him a few minutes to introduce himself. The reason why I think he is so amazing is because he truly does use the power, not only of the mind, though, Krobus, I must distinguish because it's not only the mind, it's the mind and the heart together um, that I feel when I come anywhere in your presence. Um, but getting our mind right is absolutely key to having strength in the heart as well during these challenging times. So I'm going to let Krobus introduce himself. I can see a whole bunch of people waving and saying, hi, 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 hi. Yes, I do see you all. And I'm sending you lots of love and gratitude for tuning in this morning. I know that it's going to be useful for you guys because, um, one of the things that is going to be the difference between getting through these challenges um, with a bit more ease and not getting through these challenges and feeling extremely challenged by the current um, restraints and circumstances is having a strong mind. And so that is why I asked Krobus to join us because I knew that he would be somebody that has absolute individual, direct, personal experience in using um, his mind from a strong point of view. So Krobus, tell us a little bit about you. Susanna, I think where do I start? There's so much to talk about. You know, I can take the whole day to talk about it. But, you know, everyone, I'm Krobus and I like to say I'm Krobus with a C. You know, most people don't know how to spell my name. But I'm Krobus. Um, I'm, I have a passion for people. I think sometimes people don't understand my heart. Um, like you say, Susanna, it's all about the heart. Um, my dream is to give hope and inspire a lot of people. Um, I was born as a hemophiliac, and a hemophiliac is, is, a, is a disease of the liver, and it makes my blood doesn't clot. And because of all the bleedings over the years, my joints has disintegrated. I don't have elbows and ankles. I live in pain 24-7. And in a sense, I'm so grateful for that, because if it wasn't for that part of my life, I won't be where I am today. Um, because in 2014, it, it got me to be in a wheelchair that I couldn't walk and couldn't move around. And at the end of the day, by using mindset, by going through days like now, you know, I, I used to stay in bed, not being able to walk around. <laughs> now, in a sense, I'm in bed again um, without being able to move around. And the only thing that could get me out of that was certain tools that I will share with you all today um, about the power of the mind and how we can use the mind to get through uh, difficult situations. And it helped me to get out of that in the end of the day to go in 2018 
to go conquer a mountain in Africa. I don't know, still don't know why I went. I, I think I went to, <laughs> because I was crazy. Um, well, I, I, don't you know why you went? Or, Kovas, I am going to challenge that because we did, and I think that this is important to share. Kovas and I spoke about this um, because at the time you had lost hope and, um, and you, were, you were actually in a very hopeless space. Yes and mindset and so i think that that is extremely important because i think a lot of people right now are feeling hopeless i think a lot of people right now are feeling like um because of the financial circumstances that our country finds itself in the circumstances of not being able to go back to work what are they going to do and a lot of people are feeling hopeless and this is why i wanted you here very specifically you didn't just climb that mountain because you were crazy. You climbed that mountain for a reason. And I want you to share that with everybody today. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I know you, you're right. Yeah, I actually went to climb that mountain to, uh, in a sense, to die and not come back. You know, I thought that would be the easiest way to go off this life. You know, um, you know, I used to say to myself, I'm a coward. I wouldn't be able to take my own life um, because it was... The, the situation in front of me was just to die. Apart from being in pain, um, got, got, went through a divorce. And apart from going through a divorce, uh, my family moved down to Jeffrey's Bay. Uh, I lost my businesses that I had. Uh, I lost basically everything. And it was just to a point, you know, why should I still keep live, living? You know, everything around me showed me the opposite. And I think it's in a similar situation that we are now. It looks dire. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And at that point in my life, I was there and I was like, uh, I actually met this wife the other day and we had a, an amazing talk. We cried together. Um, but uh, Guguzela, the, the, the racing driver that went to climb with his wife on the yes. mountain. And uh, he, the, he died on the mountain and she was with him when he died and what he went through. And yeah, I met her the other night and I actually told her what I told you, Susanna, and we cried together and I said, he was actually the reason why I went to climb that mountain is because he was healthy and fit and, uh, and look at what happened to him. And I'm like, I'm unhealthy. I'm not fit. I've never climbed the mountain. So how easy would that be for me? I just have to push myself to the brink of, yeah, to the brink of life. And I actually did it. I actually pushed myself to a point where I should actually supposed to have died on the mountain. And I didn't. Yet I did die on the mountain. I think even though it wasn't a figurative death, it was a is it was a um, what is that other word? Uh, it was a more of a diff well. It was a I think that it was a you know you and I are similar in that way, and so many people listening are similar in that way, and that's why I I will say this is that you know we don't only live one life, you know we 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 are blessed to live many lives most people and if you can recognize when something has blessed you with the opportunity to actually be and i say reborn with inverted commas but reborn into a new consciousness a new understanding a deeper understanding of the importance and the value of things if you can notice that then your life shifts tremendously and i always say that um i've lived two lives at least um but the life before i almost died and then the life and i was really i went through a rebirth in so many ways after i almost died and and i feel like that is what happened with you as well and i feel like that is what's happening on the planet as a whole right now for everybody um 
just on a grander scale. So absolutely, Krobus, I, I believe that you have had two lives. And I think it's important for people to understand that as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it was, uh, I was reborn and I tell everyone that was my moment of uh, being reborn to the person that I'm now, that I'm more driven. I'm, I came back a different person. And like you say, and I think, you know, if you use that as a comparison, that's actually that's where we are now in this country. And um, people need to realize this is the moment they can actually redesign themselves. They can be reborn out of this. And when the lockdown is over, they can step out and be the person that they are meant to be because consciousness is changing. Um, I can definitely guarantee you life will never be the same. You know, if this lockdown comes over, it's not going to be a month. This is a long process. And it's a process of climbing a mountain as we need to get to the end destination, but nobody said it's going to be easy. You know, there's going to be challenges on the way. You know, I remember climbing that mountain every day, praying that, wow, is there one more day to go? Will I be able to do it? Will I be able to get through it? And then I realized I just needed to apply the things that I've learned in life and push through. And uh, yes, here I am today. I'm actually stronger than what I was four or five years ago. Um, I can almost run again. Um, I, I'm walking. I can pick up heavy stuff. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing compared to our, where I was and to where I'm now. And that's why I can believe that no matter what our challenge is now in front of us, we can pull through this. Is it going to be easy? No. But uh, is it going to be fun? I believe so, if we make it fun. If we make it fun. Well, it can, it can certainly be enriching and fun. And I just want to reiterate for those of you out there that are listening, that I met Kerbis for the first time five years ago. Uh, no, four years ago. It was in 2016. Um, and <clears throat> he was phenomenal. He had an incredible energy. Don't get me wrong. But... When I saw Corbus, was it last year or was it last year, Corbus, that I saw you again after not seeing you for a long time? Oh, he's frozen. Actually, yeah, it was not this year in uh, January. I met you for the first time again since then. It was in January. He was like a firecracker of a human being. It was like everything good had expanded and grown. And I mean, you even like physically, you just looked more like kind of uh, like you were ready to take on the world and like this confident, um, attractive human who was like, yes, I'm here and I'm making a difference and I'm living in purpose. And it was just so evident and it was so wonderful to see. And then he made me walk on glass, obviously, because um, Corvus likes challenging me. So the first time I met him, he got me to walk on fire. And then this time um, he got me to walk on glass. And we will speak a little bit about that. But I want to go back to, um, and I can see lots of people joining now. Don't worry, I will release a recording of this if you missed the beginning of it. Um, we're talking to Kerbis Visser, who is a walking, living, breathing Superman. And, and I think angel as well, Kerbis. I really, really do. I think that you guide people in the most profound way. Um, but we were talking about when you, when you were walking up that mountain, 
what were the things? And I just want to remind you that at 11 o'clock, I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to run outside and I'm going to have to um, howl three times for all the workers and um, say, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's coming up at 11 o'clock because 11 a.m. in South Africa is the time that most people are awake in the whole world. So yes, do it at night, but do it again at 11 a.m. Um, okay, but Corvus, maybe we can squeeze in just the first thing, the first um, tool that you used, the first bit of knowledge that you, that you called upon to get yourself through that, that climb. Um, Susanna, the, the first thing is, um, is to have a vision. Think, what, where do you see yourself going? What is your vision? What is that? Where, where's your focus going? You know, it, it can seem impossible. It, that vision of seeing the top of the mountain was impossible for me to embrace. I had that vision. That's where I was going. No matter what's in front of me, I knew that if I put my um, focus on that, I will achieve that vision. So I think vision is important because without vision, we don't know where we're going. I think you said it in January, uh, in January when I met you. This year is the year of 2020 vision, you know. Uh, it's the 2020 vision. And, and that's what it is. This is to open our minds to what is the vision for ourselves, for our lives, that where we do we want to be in the next year. And I think that is the first thing that is important for everyone is to go sit down. Where am I going? What is my vision? You know, I love that you said that because um, one of the biggest problems with, or one of the biggest challenges, problems with life is that we don't have the time or we don't make the time to create that vision. Isn't it interesting? We are so busy living and trying to cope with the busyness of life that we don't make the time to create the vision of our life. What do we want our lives to really be? And um, I, I love, love, love that you said that because all of the great teachers, all of them throughout history have always said, you know, you have to have a vision, otherwise you don't know where you're going. Life then is happening to you. Um, it's not happening from you. And as soon as you've got a vision, it's incredible. And I know this 100% to be true in my life. And Kerbis, you will back me on this, that once you have a vision, it's like the universe conspires to assist you yes. to bring that vision into fruition. And, and I have felt that so strongly in my life. And I, I'm sure that you have as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, once you're that, you have that and you start taking action towards that vision, that's the secret. Taking action to the vision, it conspires for you to, to, to happen. So you have to take action. You can't just have it as a dream and in your mind, you have to take that action. Absolutely. Okay, guys, we're going to go outside and we're going to howl. Um, and we are going to shout thank you, thank you, thank you for all the health workers. Kerbis, don't go away. I'll be back in just a second. Or you can go away. You can go outside and howl and you can come back. I'll see you in one minute. But for all of you that are just joining now, I am with Kerbis Bissa. He is um, a real life Superman. And the first key that he gave, the first thing, the absolute first step, that you need to do is have a vision. Have a vision that you can hold in your mind. And that is the first step towards creating a strong mind. Have a vision. So, um, Kerbis, what is the next thing that you would like to share with people? 
And the next thing I would love to share is a, a reason why. Why do you want it? What is your why? Because if your why is strong enough, the how will become easy. You know, it, it will follow up, you know. So why, why do you want to do, you know, by having a vision of climbing a mountain, my first why was to go down the mountain. So I found any way possible to go to the mountain and it happened. I went to the mountain. So you know, I think the next thing is why. Why do you want that vision? Why do you want to wake up to that? Why do you want to um, go and change the world if that is what you want to do? Why? What is your why? What is your why, Suzanne? Yeah, what is your why? So, it's, I mean, what is my why? My why is I, you know... I find that it's so interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys watched my talk with Leisha Jarrett the other day, but we were talking about wounds and, um, and we all have wounds. And one of my childhood wounds, once we transform those wounds, they become gifts. Okay. And there is always a gift in a wound, always. No exception, guys, I promise you. And this is why I feel strongly about you guys doing work with Leisha because she's assisted me in transforming wounds and I've done work on transforming wounds. There's always a gift. And, um, and luckily, I've transformed some of my wounds. So, so Kerbis, my two of my wounds from childhood are not being heard. So feeling like I need to be quiet, not be heard, not speak. And so that is transformed into um oh gosh what is this thing doing um that is transformed into me creating platforms where people are heard um and so so that is the one like i've created different platforms where i can make people feel absolutely heard and seen and valued and i think that 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 is a gift that I now have. And I, and I feel like I do it well. I feel like I make people feel their value. And I hope I do it well, um, you know, but that, that's the one. And then the other one is um, that I celebrate people. So out of that same wound, you know, I, I was kind of like invisible as it were, but one of the core human needs is to is to be of value is to be of significance tony robbins speaks about this you know we need to feel significant as human beings and so that's the other gift that comes out is that i celebrate people and by celebrating people by celebrating people who are making a difference making an effort living their purpose we inspire other people to do the same and that gives them significance. So that's my purpose, that's where it comes from. So it actually comes from a wound, but I'm so grateful for that wound because yes. it's led me to do the work that I do and I love what I do. I love connecting with people. I love celebrating people. I love making people shine. So that's my why. What is your why? I think before I get to that, I think what you just touched on and that leads us to the next point. Uh, Susanna, our next point is basically is to surround yourself with a mastermind group, a brainstorming group, uh, mentors, gurus, uh, be, to, to make that possible. You know, now you know your why, but to make your why achie achievable is not a, by celebrating and inspiring other people, you becoming their mastermind, you becoming their, their cheering crowd. You know, uh, if I just look at my experience, it's the, it's the mentors and people that I had around me that made me climb that mountain, those seven people that went up there. It's the support staff 
that were there that made it possible. And, and that is the next thing to make your why and your vision become a reality is we need to look at who's the people that we are in connection every day. Apart, yeah. from, uh, apart from your gurus that you only can read their books and watch their online videos, is who's your few friends that you can pick up the phone and you can sit down, guys, this is what I'm struggling with. How am I going to get through? What tips and advice can you give me? You know, And I think that is where we need to go to the next step. That's the way I believe that we're going to get through this uh, lockdown process is now we need to come together and say, but you too negative. I can't have you in my life. I need to take you out. Yes, there's a difference of being negative and realistic. It's okay to be realistic because you have to keep me grounded as well. But you need to be careful that you don't steal the other person's um, um, energy in a sense of the day. Now, my yeah. why... So, so my before, why before, you, yes. before you go on to that, because I think that what you said there is also very relevant. Um, and I can see there's some comments coming through going, yes, it's flipping messy, but afterwards it's definitely a gift. Yes, it is flipping messy, but afterwards it absolutely is a gift. So the work is important. The work is enriching. I really, I, I honor those of you that are brave enough that put on your big girl panties and your big boy underpants and you go into the work because it is significant and it will significantly shift your life you just touched on something very interesting because you said who is your support group and that is your support system. And that is the, the third thing. So we've got vision, we've got, um, it's so clarity of vision. We've got purpose. Why, why are you doing it? And then what is your support system? What is your support group? How are you supporting yourself through moving through this? And then you said something very interesting. In the last couple of months, maybe just under a year, but couple of months, something very interesting has been happening. And I wonder if it's been happening to you too, Koba. So I'm going to ask you because it's happened to a number of my friends that are very enlightened and very spiritual. And I'm sure it's happened to a lot of other people as well, but they have, friendships have just disintegrated and disappeared. Like, like this, like just gone. And you go, what the hell happened? Like we, uh, that friendship, we were friends for years and years and years. How can this friendship just suddenly be, be gone? And so I was, I was speaking to Leisha about this and I was like, Leisha, how? Cause on lockdown, I had a friend of mine, like it was just before lockdown. It was a week before lockdown. And I just had this feeling we were supposed to all go out for dinner. And I just had I had one of my intuitive feelings. It was the day before I was supposed to do my show and lockdown was announced on Wednesday. And I had this feeling on Tuesday and I was supposed to go out for dinner on Thursday. And I had this feeling, Susanna, don't do your show tomorrow and don't go out anymore. I just had like a strong, it was like nausea inside of me. I found out when I canceled my show that somebody who was supposed to come in to be interviewed had a family member that had Corona. So thank goodness I canceled my show. And I had sent a message saying to a friend of mine, can we rather not go to a restaurant? Can we rather just go to the beach or something or to each other's house? But I don't really want to go to a restaurant. And she, she's obviously going through her own stuff, but she ended the, she was like, you so overreact about everything. I don't think we should be friends anymore, which came so out of the blue because that's not me as a person at all. So it was like really weird. And I was like, 
huh? And at first I felt like really hurt, but these kind of things have been happening. And Leisha told me that this happened with her as well and a friend. So it's interesting because whether you are wanting to keep somebody in your life out of history, out of love, sometimes these things happen and they just disintegrate what you don't need anymore. And I think there's an acceleration of that happening at, at the moment. Are you feeling that, Corvus? Definitely. I think it's not that is disintegrating. I think you are just going into a next vibration level and those people can't keep up. And it's not because they're going through their own thing. You're just going to a different energy field, a different uh, season of your life. And so it's not more or less of them. It's more of you following your purpose. Your Because you, you said, thank goodness you didn't do your show. No, thank goodness you listened to your intuition, to your sixth sense, you know. Because yeah. I also believe if you start listening to them often, the stronger it gets and the, the, the more real it becomes. So you have to train yourself to listen to your intuition. But yes, friends are falling off. And, and, and it's just amazing the new friends that have come into my life. You know, and I've never would have thought that would have been in my life, that it just flown in. And as they flow in, the rest flow, flows out. But uh, I think that is part of life. I think um, you, you've given to each other what was needed to give. And, uh, and sometimes we just grow and the other person um, it just doesn't suit into that uh, part of your life anymore. Uh, all that I always say is you be blessed and give them and, and thank them. I think that is the yeah. other thing to be having in our life is that gratitude. It's to be Absolutely. grateful for the things that happens. Absolutely. So, so gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. That's absolutely, and I so agree with you because I have just not stopped sending her love and light. And she's actually since then sent me an, a deepest apology and, and all of this, you know, for her reaction. But, um, but it's so important, even if a relationship has run its course, holding that gratitude for what that person brought into your life. And in fact, gratitude streams out beyond that, doesn't it, Krobus? Because it's gratitude for every challenge that comes into your life, because every challenge is an invitation to expand, to grow, to, to become more, to deepen, to widen. And so um, gratitude, I do gratitude every single day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I've got a mantra. Thank you, thank you, more please. Thank you, thank you, more please. <laughs> it's such a so good one. Can I give a tip? Yes. Now, just to quickly show, this is my gratitude journal, right? Ah, nice. But uh, it's, it's, it's in two parts. Now, I say, is, imagine yourself being a dam, right? What happens if the dam never, the water never flows out? What happens with that water? If you what, sorry, you broke up there. Can you repeat that? I say, if you're like a dam and the water never flows out, what becomes of that water? Well, it becomes stagnant and, um, and infected, doesn't it? Yes. So I say the first thing I do in the morning that helps me and that I suggest people to do is because the first thing you do in the morning is um, you actually set out your whole day and whole week is to first down write all down of your worries, mm. all of your, what, you, what stresses you, your, what you're anxious about, and let it write. And it's like water flowing out. I say there's something about writing. You know, it's, it flows out of you. It's the energy action. So you write out. In the beginning, you write a lot of pages. Later on, it becomes less and less and less because you've learned to not worry about the same thing over and over. 
But once you stop and you can't write anything anymore, the next thing that you do is your dam is now empty. Now you have to put new water into your dam. And how you do that is you start writing everything that you are grateful for. So you do then your gratitude list. So you actually fill yourself in with new water. And then usually I end up with what is my vision and a few affirmations that I want to, that I've learned from Robin to do. So I do my affirmations. And that is how I do my journaling every morning. And by doing that, it just sets my day out to be an amazing. That's amazing, Corvus. I really, really love that. Um, I don't know if um, some of you have heard of the morning pages by the artist's way, but it's a similar concept. You sit and write for three pages with no judgment, no judgment, just pour whatever needs to go out of you, pour out of you. So I do it slightly separately. Um, the night before, I cleanse myself of all of the things that I've carried, you know, into, into that evening, like cleanse everything out. Um, so that I can go to sleep without it weighing on me. And then um, the next morning I wake up and I fill everything with love and I give gratitude. So it, it's, it's, but it's the same thing. So you just got to figure out like what works for you. Um, so now we've got clear vision. We've got purpose. We've got support. We've got um, clearing what doesn't serve you and being grateful for what does serve you. One more, Corbis, what would be your final thing that you could give people to, um, to assist them on their path? I think it's basically, it's two in one and, and they go hand in hand because it's to do with the body. Um, uh, Tony Robbins says, if you want to change your state and how you feel, you can change it in an instant. And that instant is by changing your physiology. So the one part of it is doing exercises and it can be from yoga to just walking to get your body moving. Or the next one can be meditation. I, I actually run at the moment free WhatsApp groups with a 21 day meditation um, that I post the meditation every day for the people to go through. And so, and they have over 250 people doing that. And, and the, the feedback that I'm getting is just it, during this time, it's changing their lives. They needed that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so beautiful. And I love that. It's so true. Physiology and, um, and then meditation. And I, I actually recommend both guys. I really think that doing both is so essential. Um, and there are so many different types of meditation. Talking about meditation, we've got the lovely Norma Simon um, joining us at 12 o'clock for a guided live meditation, group meditation on live. Corbis, it would be wonderful if you could join us. I hope I can do it. I'm going to try and sort out my Facebook live after this. Um, but she is going to be joining us. And if not through Facebook, guys, I will do it on Instagram. But meditating daily, just coming into center is so, so important. And I know with physiology as well, um, you know, if you just change your posture, it just, it creates a whole different energy vibration. So absolutely. And I, I know that you work with all of this also when you assist people um, in preparing to walk over um, coals and to walk on glass. It's getting that right as well. When I walked on glass, guys, Krobus, Krobus, Krobus. When I walked on glass, I was... I was just at the conference. I was just doing interviews with people. I had no intention of walking on glass. I was just like, 
hanging out, doing my thing. And Krobus was like, oh, we're going to walk on glass tonight. And I was like, I'm all good. Sorry, I got my uncle's 60th birthday. And, and Krobus was like, oh, that's a pity. Next thing, Krobus says, come, come here. This is like, I don't know, maybe two hours later. And this is a full day conference. <laughs> and I go backstage and there all the glass is lined up on the floor. And one of his crew members, um, he walks up to one of them and um, one of the crew members says, no, I haven't tested that pile yet. And he says, it's okay, it's Susanna. She's fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> and he says, I think you should walk on this glass. And I, I, I was like, I don't need to. I'm all, I'm, all I'm all good. And he says, no, I think it will be good for you. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm all good. He says, no, son, I think it will really be good for you. Don't you trust me? I'm like, of course I trust you. I trust you implicitly. And so then we go and we walk up to the glass and I'm thinking, what the hell? And Krobus says, um, so why do you want to do this? And I'm like, I don't want to do this, Corbus. <laughs> You're making me do this. And he says, okay, but find a why. And I said, my why is for you. <laughs> so he says, okay, that's fine. And then um, Corbus, if you can, just guide people through what you said to me as I was preparing to walk over the glass. And then I'll finish that story afterwards because I think that it's, it's such a, um, a wonderful way of kind of going into any situation. And I'm going to tell you guys what I learned by walking on the glass as well. Okay, so it depends on which part. You asked me this previously as well, and I couldn't remember because sometimes I'm so in a moment and I'm so in, in touch with the energy in front of me that, you know, what I say to you, I usually say to someone totally different. Um, but I think one thing is part of having a why um, was to basically, uh, well, focus on the other side while you're going. And I remember saying to you as well that it's not only do it for me, but it's sometimes other people need it more than what we need it. Um, and, and by taking that action, we, we sort of the forerunners to show people that it will be okay. It will be safe. Just trust the process. But also by walking is to know that you're not alone through this life. You know, I was walking next to you and one thing about glass walk is you held your hand out and it's show other difference. If you lose, don't be afraid. It's okay to put out your hand and ask for help, especially if you think about it in this period as well. If you feel stressed, anxious, and you want to think suicidal thoughts, it's okay. Ask for help. Just put out your hand. There will be people to give you that balance. And I think the next thing about this, that, that journey as well, is that with the, like with the Arsenal lesson that I learned is that when you put your foot down, you can move it around. You can be flexible. You can adapt to the situation. You don't have to be it. And at the end of the day, I think for me, the most important thing is, is do not forget about the people because at before you get off, there's someone wiping your feet. Mm. And the symbolism in that is that don't forget about the people that's going to serve you to get to your destination. Because somewhere you're going to also have to serve someone else. And I think that is the most important thing is that servitude. So I hope that that, uh, that is what you remember. But I would love to hear again how you remember it. <laughs> yeah, so, so that is very similar to what I remember. Um, Kobus gave me his arm and he said, put your hand just lightly. It wasn't like I was holding onto his arm. I just lightly had my hand on his arm so that if, I at any point felt like I was in danger. He was reassuring me that support was actually right there next to me. 
And I think so many of us forget that we have support systems. So many of us don't realize the support systems we actually do have. And one of the ways of getting there actually is sitting down and gratitude, guys. Think about the people that are around you and have gratitude for them. So I actually encourage everybody who's listening to do that after this call is to actually sit down and write a list of all the people who are actually there for you and all of the people who you'd like to be there for you and reach out to them and thank them and speak to them and include them in your circle because that is part of creating your support group. And I think that that's really, really important. And then the next step was um, the, I love that with your foot on the ground, be flexible, be flexible. You know, they say the highest show of intelligence is adaptability. It's not IQ. It's not all of these other things. It's adaptability. How do you adapt from one situation to another? That they've now recognized as the highest form of intelligence. And so aim for that. Aim to be adaptable because in life, the one thing that you can count on is change. It's the one thing that is constant is change. Every minute we are going through change. So be adaptable and just find your feet. And now I love that, just find your feet. It's okay, if it doesn't feel right, you can lift your foot up and you can put it down again. I remember you saying that to me and that's the truth in life. Try something, if it doesn't work, try something else. So that was for me the great message in that. And then there was somebody literally on their knees next to the glass with a little brush sweeping the glass chips off my feet as I walked. Now, these are the very special angels that surround us in life, these earth angels that surround us in life that are looking after us and serving us. And often we're not even thinking about it. We're not acknowledging them. So that's the other thing that I think is so important right now is I've actually been saying to people, you know, so many of us are worried about income, but there are people that are living hand to mouth that usually serve you. The person who cleans your house, the person who cleans your garden, the person, your beautician. These people are people that literally generally live hand to mouth to serve and look after you. So take the time to just pay them a little bit. And if you cannot afford the full amount, if you can afford the full amount, pay them the full amount. But if you can't afford the full amount, pay them a little bit because there are so many starving people out there. And this situation is dire for a lot of people. So acknowledge the people who make your life work because there are so many of them. And if you actually sit down to think about it, which is part of why I think this entire thing is happening globally, is that so many people are unconscious about what is happening around us. If we sit down and actually go, who looks after me? How can I now look after them in the smallest way? That alone is transforming the world. I've said it so many times in Kobus, I don't know if You've heard me, but I do feel like it's the biggest collective show of love and compassion that has ever been experienced on this planet because people are staying home 
and giving up their freedom in order to protect people who cannot protect themselves. And that is massive. So see the gifts in these things. And then the final thing that I learned from walking on the glass was it was so freaking easy. <laughs> it was actually so easy. My fear had gotten in the way of doing something that was challenging. And actually, once I started walking, you'll see on my third step, I actually start laughing in the video because I just started laughing because it was that easy. And in life, um, in fact, Nelson Mandela said, it's always, it always seems difficult until you begin. And that's life. Yes. It always seems difficult until you begin. Take the first step, guys. Take the plunge. And you'll see, maybe it's rocky at first. Put your foot down in a different way. But take that first step and keep moving. Um, yes, we can know Corbus's why. I see a lot of questions coming in. I'm going to ask Corbus his why. And then I am going to... Um, and then we're going to have to end because it is 26 minutes past. And um, so I'm going to ask him his why and let him finish off with any last thing he'd like to share with you guys. And I'll definitely invite him back. Who loved having Krobus here? Because I certainly love always connecting with Krobus. Um, let me know and I will get him back because I think we need to. So Krobus, can you please share your why with everyone? Definitely. And before I get there, I think the one for just to add where what you said is um, just focus on now. Um, don't let the what if of tomorrow that is uncontrollable take over your life. Absolutely. And rather think about what you can control now. I think what is important for me at this moment, my wife, um, is to share the love. You know, and, and like Susanna talked about it, so that my, as many people as possible can know that they are loved. Uh, my, my hope and dream is for the next five years to touch 20 million people's lives and to get them to feel that they are loved and that they are appreciated because I think that's the one thing especially that's going to happen now through these lockdowns is the social distancing people are going to long for that connection and that love at the end of the day and to know that they're appreciated and, and I think that is uh, one it's that it's helped them to discover that so that is my why that has changed from before that because you know before that it used to be also my my kids but I realized, you know, one day they're going to grow up and live their own life. So it can't always be them. So I had to find something deeper in me that is like a burning desire that gets me not to be able to sleep at night and gets me up early in the morning. And guess what? It's out. It's doing that. I hardly sleep at all at night because I'm just thinking of how I'm going to make this a reality. Amazing, Corvus. Amazing. You are amazing. Thank you for making the time to be here with everyone today. And is there anything, any last thing that you'd like to leave people with? Um, the only, I think the last thing I, I want to leave people with is just to have hope, you know, have hope and faith and, uh, and, and focus. That's all. I think hope uh, will get us through this period, but also then taking the action and, and, and having that faith that all will be fine, even though the world is saying it's not. Um, but we need to have hope. I think that is the one thing, you know, like uh, Superman, uh, Lois Clark asked him, so what does the Superman sign mean? Mm. He says, where I come from, it's, uh, in my world, it's a symbol of hope. So have hope. Have hope. I love, love, love that. I'm going to take a screen grab of you now so that I can use it um, on the interview. And you just smile your gorgeous smile. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, Corvus, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for making the time to be with us today, to share your wisdom um, and your love. And um, I think that those are five great things to keep in mind. And I'm sure they will be very helpful to everybody that has been watching today. And I can't wait to have you back. Look after yourself, my friend. Thank you very much and have a beautiful day and see you later. Thank you. Um, and so to everybody else that is watching, I just want to let you guys know that I will be back with um, Norma Simon at 12 o'clock. We are going to be doing a meditation. And um, Norma is also one of my wonderful, beautiful, amazing um, colleagues that works on here to assist you guys as much as possible. So Norma will be with us at 12 o'clock to do um, a meditation. And I'm so sorry that um, Facebook Live is not working. Facebook has done some form of update. It is all over the internet that it is not working. So I apologize. I will post this video straight away. And um, I'm seeing lots of messages coming through here. Thank you for making this day so blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in and for your kind words. That is so lovely of you. Thank you. Um, we've got more comments coming in. That's why I listen to you every day. Um, you have changed my life. Work on myself is very important. Thank you, love and light and inspiration. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a kind, lovely thing to say. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yes, it's flipping messy, but guys, we can get through anything together. Um, so let's just support each other, come together and thrive, not just survive. Join the Thrive Club. Um, I'm obviously going to have lots of specials and um, I'm thinking of doing a reading list. Let me know if you guys would be keen for that. And yeah, have a super, super half hour until I see you again. Lots of love and light and I will chat to you guys soon.